what is the best way to raise small children they will raise you believe me <laughs> they will repeatedly routinely tell you what's the best way there was uh, this priest and he uh, was an authority on parenting so he had a sheet called the 10 commandments of parenting any time he would read out anybody's vows or conduct the ceremony he would give it to the, the couple read this you will need it he would say 10 commandments of parenting in due course he got married and uh, when he got married he revisited his 10 commandments and he had his first child and he changed the title 10 principles of parenting there were no longer commandments after he had his first child some more time passed he had a second child once again he changed the title of the sheet to say 10 tentative guidelines for parenting <laughs> <laughs> don't lecture them that's what i would tell you don't treat them like adults were you really chanting hari krishna when you were 14 or 13 tell me let's be honest were you so together at that time you know every adult has this very wrong view about himself or herself we were so obedient yeah right give me a break <laughs> you said there is no point shouting or scolding someone after a mistake is committed however how do you communicate to children if they commit mistakes that need immediate rectification and can have grave consequences if left unchecked you can still be firm you can negotiate beforehand if for example you have negotiated with a child look uh, do we agree that if you want a playstation you're going to score 80% for example or b grade or a grade whatever a child says yes and he or she later backtracks then you have already negotiated you say look i discussed there's no point shouting shouting's not going to make a point they immediately shut down as soon as you shout then as you begin the lecture and they're just waiting for the last sentence so do you now understand is it clear am i clear this waiting for that sentence you know they're not listening to any of that that's happening in between <laughs> maybe they are waiting for you to say go back to your room fine thank you very much and i was waiting for that <laughs> so uh, you can still be firm um one child he uh, had promised me that he would do well in his studies and throughout the semester he just playing he was playing video games all day long and just chatting with his friends and on phone and all that and he scored very poorly practically failed and i called him and i said uh, i just want to tell you i'm incredibly hurt that you let, sorry that you let me down i really trusted you so you are not studying for me or for anybody else you are studying for yourself and it's up to you i don't have to tell you you know what's right and that made such an impact on the child just the three or four sentences but the following semester he topped in his whole college and stood third in the entire state university so saying the same thing repeatedly is not going to make you any more audible to them 
I know it's an irresistible urge because you know parents are so frustrated with themselves, with life. Somebody is there to just pin down and listen. You know, <laughs> let's give it to the child because nobody else is paying attention. <laughs> How to motivate children to sustain their hard work and discipline without getting frustrated? You see, you cannot really tell children things. That won't work. You have to lead by example. If they see you frustrated, they think frustration is a normal emotion. When they see you shouting, they think shouting is okay. When they, they see you telling lies, they think, oh, this is part of life. I can also tell lies. And when you tell that child, don't tell lie or be motivated, be disciplined. But when they see you coming home from work, like a mango suck dry end, you know, <laughs> then they think, well, you know, it's hard to keep yourself motivated. Also, sometimes people ask me how to introduce religion to your children or how to introduce them to praying and so on. Well, when they see you shouting and arguing and bickering and uh, fighting, they wonder what was that about? What was that uh, chanting or doing that puja or that ritual or going to that church or the Sunday mass? What was that about? What did that give you? That did not give you peace. And you're not Bill Gates, so that didn't give you money either. So, so why should I bother with this thing? But if they see you at peace, if they see you having fun, then they want to know what it is that you're up to. That's why they want to join you while growing up. They want to join you at all the fun activities. You, you, then you get a nanny. No, you stay home. We are going to have, go and have fun. That's where they want to go. So if in your life you can show them you are enjoying what you're doing, they would do the same. And nobody said parenting was easy. The most devastating thing for a child to experience is to see his or her parents fighting in front of him. And it creates this extraordinary helplessness in the child because he or she can't do anything about it. And then that becomes their own coping mechanism as well. When they grow up, they would retort to what they saw as a way of dealing with challenges and issues in life.